we can use one of these quizzes to pre-qualify people as being a good fit for our niche. So they're not only being connected to you through that get to know you kind of sensation of we want to know about them, but they're also learning about themselves through the process of every question that they answer. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host today, Samantha Riley, and I'm looking forward to chatting about how to use a quiz to grow your list. And today we're joined by Molly Mandelberg, who's the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up, creator of Magnetic Influencer Collective, and the illustrator and the writer of the Wild Hearts Rise Up Oracle deck. She is also the host of the Tactical Magic Podcast and Reveal the Game of Life podcast, so she's super busy. She works with content creators and online marketers to help people find their bliss in bridging the worlds of heart-centered healing and transformation with the practical business strategies of really getting a nice profitable business. So welcome to the show, Molly. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to chatting to you about this. Now, what I love about what you do is you bring these two worlds together. It's the real strategy. This is the business. This is what we have to do. This is the step-by-step process. And the I'm going to say the woo-woo side, even though I'm not a big fan of that word. And I think that this is a really important conversation because, and you probably see it too, people that either sit in either world and it's just so it's such a beautiful marriage to bring both of these worlds together. So why don't you share a little bit about how you wound up doing what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started my business, I was much further over into the woo-woo end of the spectrum. I was doing hypnotherapy and I was working with clients one-on-one, transforming whatever we needed to transform at the time. And as I started my business and I wanted to kind of learn about all these online marketing strategies. I just kept creating content. I kept creating courses and building out email funnels and sequences and kind of just geeking out for my own business on all of these strategies and all these techniques that we can use to build an audience, to build trust with our audience, to create real connection, to build relationships, and then create offerings that those people would want. And in that process, um, I started finding that I was really good at that stuff, that I have an engineering mm-hmm. brain. So my my brain likes to puzzle out how a business should be put together. And the healing side of my business, while it was really fulfilling and it fed this like deep spiritual part of me that wanted to help people and serve and watch people transform before my eyes, which was very fun. I was not really, that business wasn't taking off in the way that I wanted it to. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. seeing as much opportunity to scale and be able to be mobile again, because I've been nomadic for most of the last 13 years. And I kind of slowed my travels down a lot to get my business started because I was seeing clients face-to-face in an office. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do when you're on the road. Mm. Um, So I was in this big transition period and I had a friend of mine, I was at a speaking event, like a conference, and I had won this game that they play over the course of a month. So I had the chance to do a talk to a part of the room full of people. And 
the night before I was supposed to give my speech, I had this moment with my friend, Karen, and I just asked her like, Karen, I can't see for myself what the world needs from me. I feel like I have bigger stuff to be sharing. And like, I can't see my own gifts. Like, what is it that the world needs from me? And she said, we need your help with that stuff. We need your help with the content creation and the copywriting and the putting the systems together so that we can have more ease and flow in our businesses. And fortunately, the room full of people that I was speaking to the next day were now my ideal clients. If I were to choose that as my target niche. And so I changed my talk overnight and I gave a speech offering that as my services and three people signed up and those led to packages and those led to referrals. And that was five or six years ago. And it's just been an upward spiral of geeking out more on these strategies and tools, figuring out more things that really work and working with my clients, not just on the technology, not just on the content creation and the copywriting, but also on the healing side of it. Because a lot of us who show up as leaders and especially those who are heart-centered and spiritual beings, oftentimes are bad at talking about what they do. And there's Mm -hmm. oftentimes for all of us as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that need to be overcome in order for us to get to levels of success that really feel great to us. So I now get to do both of those things. I get to do the healing work of unblocking those limitations of overcoming those limiting beliefs and also the strategy and the content creation that I have a real passion for. And so it's really fun. I get to mix those two together and watch my clients reach more people, which means more people are getting served. And there's an even bigger ripple effect than when I was Mm. just doing the healing work myself. Absolutely. And it is all about that ripple effect. But I want to go back and touch on, you you shared a little bit of gold there. and, And I think that if there's anyone listening that really resonated with that, And that is when you mentioned that you really weren't sure what your gifts were. And I think it's so powerful to ask other people because other people can see our gifts so much easier than we can see them ourselves. And I think that reaching out and asking people is one of the best things you can do as a business owner or as an entrepreneur is to really enroll the help of others around you to help you really to lean into those gifts. Because the more that we can lean into those gifts, the more people that we can help because we're really like honing in on that zone of genius. And the more fun our business will be to run because we're yes. actually playing to our strengths. And when I, Karen said that to me, the words that came out of my mouth were, no one would pay me for that because that's the fun part. And she uh-huh. had to look at me and say, no, Molly, <laughs> the technology and the, cre- the copywriting and the creation part is really not fun for most of us. And so I had to sort of own that I had a capacity and a skill and a, and a strength in areas that other people were having a gap. And so I had this beautiful thing that I could fill the gap with. So that was fun. Yeah. And, and by you and you saying, why would people won't pay me for that? Because that's the fun part. Yeah. That's always, that's always, always the, tr- the yeah. always the diamond that's sitting there in the rough. To, if, if you're saying that, because I've been known to say it to myself, I know that you know, recently I even said that to, to a group of people in my mastermind and they're like, Sam, you know this stuff. As soon as you're saying that, that's <laughs> where the gold is, you know. So um, I love that you shared that. This episode is made possible by your podcast concierge. Editing your podcast can be time consuming. Your podcast concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. So quizzes, 
quizzes are really great to build our list. What I'd love to start off with, because I really want to frame this up so that people understand, you know, more about why we even need to grow our list in the first place. I mean, I know it's talked about a lot, but I really want to make sure that we cover this off. Yes. And I think now is a really great time. Recently, there was a day where Facebook and Instagram went down. Mm -hmm. And nobody could log in, nobody could post anything, nobody could share anything. And if you're an entrepreneur trying to grow your business and share your stuff on social media, that's a pretty dramatic day to realize like, oh no, these Mm -hmm. connections with people that I've built over maybe years could all be lost in an instant. And those platforms who you're not paying to reach through people through have no real incentive to fix anything for you if it goes down. I mean, they do because they make more money if we're all on there and playing with it, but they're not worried about your page going down and your followers not finding you anymore. That doesn't concern them at all. So to have an email list is basically to have a safe place for you to build a connection with your people. It's a place for your people to show up and build a relationship with you one-on-one individually. I know it's being sent out to hundreds or thousands of people at a time, but the person receiving your email wants it to feel like you're talking to them. So there's this beautiful opportunity to show up in people's inboxes as a real person with real stories and real magic and share that and connect with people. And it is so much safer than having 10,000 likes on your Facebook page or 20,000 followers on your Instagram feed because it cannot be lost by you. And the people who you're paying to host your list platform, whatever email autoresponder you decide to use, they're very much incentivized to keep that safe for you. It's their job. That's that's what that platform is for. So it's very important for that main reason of you have a safe place where you can cultivate a connection with your audience. And the benefits of it are really anytime you're launching something or anytime you need some extra income to come in, Those are the people who know who you are. Those are the people who have showed up to hear this message specifically, not your friend from college on Facebook who doesn't care at all what you're doing now Mm -hmm, for your mm -hmm. business. It's people who are there because they want to be there because they want to hear from you. And so as an example, there were a couple of years ago, my van broke down and it was a few years into my business. The first big trip I was taking in my van, which I've turned into a, a tiny home. It's a sprinter van, tiny house. And my van broke down. I was stranded in Santa Fe. I was going to say San Diego, but no, it was Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I sent an email to my list making a flash sale. I had needed money to come in right there and to get this big turbo fixed in my giant diesel van. And I sent a flash offer of, hey, there's, I told them exactly what was going on. Here's a VIP day. A bunch of people had been hanging on my list in the shadows, waiting for the right opportunity to work with me. And a few people jumped on the opportunity to get a VIP day at half price. And Mm -hmm. that made it possible for me to get back on the road. I actually ended up borrowing money from my dad at the time to actually get the van project underway. But Uh the email to my list brought that same money in within a couple of days. So when you're in a bind, if you can send an email and bring more money in, that is a miraculous thing worth cultivating. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. you've built something beautiful, like a course or a program that you want to offer, the people on your list are the most excited to hear about it. They're the ones that are there because they want to hear from you. So building your list makes every launch Every program offering, every event or retreat or workshop you want to throw in the future, so much easier to fill. And it can also save your butt when you're in a hard spot and need to do something. 
could not agree more. And I know that so many people when Facebook and Instagram did go down and, you know, all of the, the other messaging apps, there was a lot of people in a flap. And one of the things that I saw so many people say was, I knew I should have been building my list. So yes. it's so, so important. You don't want to be getting to the next time it happens because it will and be saying, oh, wow, you know, because it really is once bitten, twice shy. If you if you haven't been building your list, start today. The best time was yesterday, but the next best time is today. So we're specifically talking about using a quiz to grow your list. What is it about quizzes that you've found that grow your list in a way that feels good to you? Yeah. There's so much about it that works great. Mm -hmm. And I'll start by saying I've tried almost every list building strategy out there, workshops, events, networking, like the PDF, the video series, all kinds of free gifts, all kinds of lead magnets or freebies or whatever you want to call them. I've tried them all. And the thing about human nature is we, for thousands of years as a civilized and before civilization, even I'm sure we like to play games. We mm -hmm. like to be interacted with. We like to be asked questions, but we like to be engaged in something. And so it, what we're talking about here, the silly version is, you know, what Disney character would you be? What kind of sandwich are you? Or what kind of sneakers <laughs> should you wear? I don't know. There's so many versions yeah. of this out there that we've seen. Anybody who's on social media has probably gotten sucked into one of these quizzes before. But the beauty is for a business... We can use one of these quizzes to pre-qualify people as being a good fit for our niche, as mm -hmm. being a good fit for our offerings and services. And it's a beautiful way for them to get to have this gamified, playful experience. They're interacted with by being asked questions. So they're not only being like connected to you through that get to know you kind of sensation of we want to know about them, but they're also learning about themselves through the process of every question that they answer through your quiz. And at the end, you get to give them some beautiful like contribution specifically catered to how they answered that quiz. So that means they're not all getting the same PDF. They're not all getting the same video training series. You're able to give them content that very specifically relates to the place that they are on their journey or to those to the challenges that they specifically are facing or to mm -hmm. the speak to the aspiration that they've already told you that they desire. So you get to cater your messaging in such a more specific and direct way, which in turn makes your people feel that much more seen, which in turn builds that connection even deeper, which makes it so much easier for them to get to whatever the next step is to get on a call with you, to buy that low cost thing, to jump down whatever funnel or pipeline you've created to keep cultivating that relationship and building that connection. Mm. What I'm hearing is that what the quiz is, is very important here that just, yeah. we don't want to just have, like you said, what, what Disney princess are you or what, what sort of sneakers are you that it yeah. needs to be directly related to what it is that you're doing. So how can we start to unpack what that topic should be? Yeah. So the first place to start looking is, at your business right now, oftentimes I'm, I'm mostly working with service-based businesses. If you're talking to thought leaders on this podcast, I imagine most of you out there are leaders with a message of some kind. Generally, when people come to you, they're in one of many different buckets, we'll call them. They are categorized into different areas. That could be a 
trajectory that they're on. There are beginners, there are intermediate people, there are more advanced people showing up to receive your services, or it could be that they're literally coming to different ailments. One of my clients has, she serves back pain, but some people have like sciatic nerve pain. Some people have past injury stuff. So there's different kinds of pain that she's serving. And the quiz can be a way of saying, okay, where are you coming to me? What do you have going on right now? And how can I interact with you differently depending on that kind of pain? Another example could be the silly example I use a lot in one of my quiz programs is an ice cream shop. People come to an ice cream shop wanting different things. And if you can help them get to the thing that they want most, then they're more likely to buy that ice cream. So we want to figure out what are those buckets? What are those categories? What are those levels of advancement? And it could be one or the other. It could be distinct, different challenges or desires, or it could be, like I said, that progressing trajectory that they're on and you're talking to the beginners differently than you're talking to the advanced folk. But you want to start looking at who's showing up to work with you and what are the different things that would make sense to break those into. So that's like the first step of is a quiz, the thing I want to be creating now. How would I start breaking people up? And then usually with those buckets, we want to think about what would we most want to deliver to them? What is the big thing, the big tip, the insight, the gem that we want to share with that bucket of people? And what is the inspiration or the hope or the next step or the vision that that person would want to have moving forward? What is the mm. thing that we can start encouraging them towards as a next step? Mm. So it could be that your quiz brings people in. And you speak to them differently. You acknowledge them for different attributes, but they all end up being offered the same program at the end because that's your next offering. It could mm -hmm. also be that depending on how they answer the quiz, you have different offerings for each of them that would make more sense. When a while ago, I used to have different offerings for each endpoint and the novices would get totally different invitation than the people who had been in business for five or 10 years. Mm, that's great. So how do you balance sharing that gem with the quiz that with the answer that people want and not actually answering the question? Because I know that this is huge for some people. This is huge for everything. And, and anyone who's looking at creating a free gift, whether it's a quiz or not, has had this question at some point. How do I not give it all away? That's what you're asking, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, the key to not giving it all away is telling them what, not how. So if you tell someone what the concept is, why it's important, how they can think about it, a metaphor, a story, or an example of how this concept or this new tool or strategy could transform things for them, you would be amazed the amount of perspective shift and the amount people feel like they're receiving by simply seeing things in a new way without actually knowing how to go about doing it. So we give them a perspective. We give them a new way to view the world. We give them a new way to view themselves in relation to their challenge or their aspiration. We don't actually have to give them the how-to steps of doing all of that. The how-to steps are coming in the paid content. The why it's important comes first. Perfect. All right. So once we've got it mapped out, know, you know what uh, the content is, you know where people are, like where they're, they're going for the next step. Let's talk about the nuts and bolts, the tech. How do we actually get this to happen? Because there's a big difference between, all right, now I know what my quiz is and getting it into the hands of people. This is just a, like a massive gap in, the, in understanding quizzes. So yes. um, what can you offer here? 
Yeah, there are certain softwares that are more well-designed for this business building funnel thing. Like there are a lot of quizzes, quiz softwares out there that will help you make a quiz, but it will have no way to lead capture or no squeeze page to actually bring people onto your list or no Mm -hmm. way to tag people on your list so that you can send out separate different emails depending on Uh their types. So that's a quality you want to look for when you're looking at a quiz software. Does it connect to my email platform, my autoresponder, Mm -hmm. my email list? And does it allow me to tag them or categorize them depending on their type? at the end, because some will bring Mm -hmm. people over, but not allow you to tag. So those are the two most important things. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of quiz softwares out there. The one that I love the most and recommend is called Mm bucket.io. And it is a higher end version. It costs more than others will. So it's okay if you want to start on a free or a cheaper option. Thrive Themes Quiz Builder is a WordPress plugin, which you pay for once. You don't have to keep paying for Bucket Mm -hmm. is a monthly recurring fee, but at some point, if this quiz begins to build your business and bring in revenue, then I would recommend moving over to a more robust platform. That's going to give you more analytics. If you're running ads to it, it's going to give you more data on the back end, and it's going to connect even more seamlessly into your email list. Love it. Cool. So from your quiz, what do you or how do you use your quiz in your business? Once people opt in, how do you use it? What's that funnel look like and how do people move through that? Yeah. So I've my quiz, my main quiz, I'm actually building a second quiz right now. That's uh-huh. a sort of a different funnel. My main quiz has gone through four or five different iterations because I've changed what offering is being made at the end. I've changed multiple times. I've changed the name of the quiz so that it would attract people better, more specifically. Mm -hmm. Right now, the quiz is called What Level of Thought Leader Are You? So it's very perfectly Mm -hmm. catered to your audience. Um, And at the end, there's five different types. They get each get a different, beautiful 16-page PDF with pictures and inspiring stuff that tells them all about what their type is. And then who their inner arch nemesis is and what to start doing with that information, how to start looking at moving to the next level of thought leadership from wherever they are. So that PDF only gets delivered if they opt in with their email address. So there's a squeeze page that gets their email address. They see a little bit about their type, then they get the email with their whole PDF. And then there's a series of emails that engages with them, asks them how that landed for them, and then invites them to join most of, I think right now, The quiz is just going to the copywriting cohort, which is a monthly membership program that I run, which is two calls a month. And it alternates between a strategic copywriting exercise and a more inner work focused writing prompt day. So So with 16 page PDFs and multiple of them that are specific to the answer for the quiz, all of those emails, which I'm assuming at the beginning, they're specific, but do they merge into a funnel where they're all sort of getting the same email after the first, I don't know, one or two? Yeah, some of them are. At least the sequences are separate now. Um, So I still say something about the different types, maybe a sentence or two, but most of the copy, it stays the same for the third, fourth, fifth emails. Yeah. Yeah. So 16 page PDFs, all the email sequences, obviously there's different landing pages uh, because of all the different types. How this is going to be a question that I'm sure is not just coming straight into my mind. How long did it take you to create all of that? I personally 
create things really fast. So I, I put the first one together in probably just a couple of weeks. And then every time that I've redone it, it takes a couple of weeks to redo it because there's a lot of moving pieces to this puzzle. And the course that I created when I've run it live, it's five week course, but I've run it a couple of times where I made it a 10 week course so that there were weeks off that people could Mm -hmm. implement more because it is, it's a lot of copywriting and it's a lot of like mind bending to understand how is this going to work? How is this going to be received? We're not just creating the question. We have to know how each type would want to answer that question. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of thought that goes into it to make sure that it's going to land with your people and going to draw two things, going to draw your people in and going to repel the people who don't resonate with it. So I've had people who've commented on the ad on Facebook, like, oh, this isn't for me. Great. The quiz did its job. This isn't for you. That's exactly what <laughs> I needed to know. Thank you very much. And yeah, thank you exactly. for commenting because you've boosted my ad now. Too, yeah, so. yeah. 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 I love so I, in, I had uh, for a while, I'm not running a Facebook ad to it right now. I'm redoing some things. So I turned the ad off, but for two or three years, I had a $5 a day, very cheap Facebook ad running to my quiz. And it was building my list by 70 to a hundred leads every single week. Wow! So that brought my list from a few hundred to many, many thousand in the course of a couple of years. And that's the kind of thing we want so bad as business owners who recognize the value of having an email list, the ability to get that many people who are aligned with your message onto your email list in a couple of years there's no other tool I've heard of out there other than going viral or something on, on some kind of platform that will grow your email list in the same way. Mm, I love it. So what about, or I'd love to know how you actually map this out. And I'm talking about from a, an A to Z process for each of those types, because I could imagine that it would be very easy to go in circles with all of these different answers Gosh, even if you've only got four answers, for example, and that's four different lots of information that you're putting together, four different personas. From a strategy perspective or a process perspective, how do you actually map that out before you even begin? Yeah, I will say on my website, there is a free five-day challenge that's evergreen. You can go and take it anytime that will walk you through the beginning of getting your idea figuring out the questions, understanding what your types are and getting that sort of mapped out. But that is a process. What are your buckets? What are you going to call those buckets that are going to actually make your people feel acknowledged in some way? Where do you think you want these buckets to end? Where do you want to go to next? And then what are, I usually say draft 10 to 12 questions and then narrow it down to like six to nine questions that you're actually going to use. And once you've zeroed in on those great questions, you want to answer those questions for each type. So let's say you've got somebody who's going to be the Nike shoe. How would the Nike shoe answer question number one? And you want to get those all lined up. Then once you've got the basics of your quiz, like skeleton put together, you want to start looking at what are all the emails that need to get written? What's going to go on the welcome page? What's going to go go on the thank you page after the quiz? I have videos on each of those thank you pages so people can watch a minute and a half video where they get to connect with me and I get to like energetically acknowledge them for the type that they got and then invite them to whatever that next step is. So you want to map out what are all the moving pieces of the puzzle 
and then just start checking them off. And like mm-hmm. you said, some of those emails, you only have to draft once and then you can use them for all different types or you can cater them slightly to be more for one type. Mm, love it. And want to just go quickly back to the Facebook ads. You talked about your $5 a day strategy. Who did you who did you target that at to make sure that the leads that were coming in were specifically related to what it is that you do? Were you using custom audiences? Were you, um, you know, how, how did you actually just, you know, without going too deep into it, but how yeah. did you make sure that that was working? I was testing a lot of different things and I don't, I will say I don't run Facebook ads for people, but I do run my own Facebook ads. Most of the time I have some people help me sometimes cause I don't want to do it all the time. Um, uh-huh. Some of the, some of it was lookalike audiences. So I would use people who had bought my programs or courses as a lookalike audience. And I would test that. And then lookalike audiences are much bigger than whatever audience I was pulling from before. Mm-hmm. I would also target different thought leaders who served a similar audience from me. So I was mm-hmm. testing my testing audiences with like Marie Forleo and uh, Brene Brown and Danielle Laporte and Brendan Burchard and other like bigger, big names who Mm -hmm. serve people who are entrepreneurial and want to grow a business and also have, you know, the ladies on that list, I would say, have a more spiritual tint to them. Yeah. 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 So really knowing who your competitors are, Actually, I don't even like that word. I don't use the word competitor. No, Other who, who's who, doing what you're doing on a really big scale and who, whose name would be in that audience target thing, use them. Definitely. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Now, you did mention before that you do have a challenge to help people walk through building a challenge. Where can people go to find that? Yeah, wildheartsriseup.com. If you go to the offerings tab, it should be under free stuff. And awesome. if you go, go under the programs tab, the whole quiz mastery program is in there, which is literally walking you from A to Z to how to create all of these with lots of templates and things you can just fill out. Hmm. I love templates and checklists where you just get to check a box and follow along. Yeah. I'll, put the, I'll put the links for both of those in the show notes so that you can go and have a look at those. I'm interested. I have actually mentioned on this podcast just before that I didn't think quizzes were for me. I can't remember, you know, it was a few weeks ago that we were talking about it, but you've helped me to understand exactly how to use it to be able to build your list in a great way. I have heard that they are great list building tools. So anything that builds a list and helps us to get more of our work into the eyes and ears of our ideal clients is a win for me. (laughs) So (laughs) Molly, thanks so much for sharing all you have today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone out there for listening. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.